Are we recording now? To you guys. I'll see you on YouTube. Oh shit, I'm glad I caught it early. So are we are we recording now? Yeah, so go ahead and tell the world what a dipshit I am. So Vincent, who are you? Vincent, who are you? What the hell do you want? Hi. My name in Indy means limitless. Uh, my band is French from Hong Kong. So now I have, because, okay, listeners, I'm an idiot and I did not hit record. So I'm going to ask this poor man two questions again and he's burning up in his house and I suck and I'm sorry. So tell us again how you got it started playing music. It was a long time ago <laughs> in a country called France. I was living in the suburbs of Paris at the time where people only smoked weed and played reggae music. Oh, I hate my life right now. <laughs> and I decided I need to play death metal. I searched for the biggest vein in the human body and found it was called coronary. And so I named my band after this vein. Uh, you want me to go, go over it again? Yeah, no, seriously. I feel like no, such a jackass. No, that's I loved it. You nice. Have throw, you have to throw in the part where you had to put on a cradle of filth shirt uh-huh. and then taught him how to make oh, the... Oh, shit. Yes, I found I found homeless people in, in wandering around my hometown and dressed them up as, as goth black metal players. Oh, no, I started in the late 90s when i was around 14 15 years old uh with a death metal band called coronary which as we agreed before is a wonderful name for a band and t-shirts mm. and yeah it was just a trio i was doing drum and screaming kind of doing drum and I, I have some demos from that. That, that was pretty horrible, but uh, that was my attempt at, at writing metal music. I think I had a very weird uh, discovery for metal because my household, my dad used to be a folk uh, Celtic music player when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So at home, he would be like uh, Scottish music or Celtic music or the Pink Floyds all the time. And everything else was hip-hop and reggae music. So my discovery with metal was a Best of Voivod, the Canadian band. Mm -hmm. A Polish friend bring me a vinyl from Poland, which was uh, the American band Mortician. Okay, yeah. And I didn't know if I should play the vinyl in 45 or 33 turn because I didn't understand how low the voice was supposed to be. So it sounded nice in 45, but it was really quick. Mm-hmm. And it sounded insane in 33. <laughs> and then the first tape I bought for myself was the the Art of Rebellion, Suicidal Tendencies. Yes. So that on. was kind of my trio of metal music when I was in secondary school. I'm like, mm, let's put this together and make a trio of, of horrible musical coronary. So that was the first thing. Didn't last very long. And after that, I, I, I think I get a little bit better at playing guitar. And I started another wonderfully named band called Liesel Lash. So when I was probably 
yeah, 16 or 17, which lasted for a few years. And uh, yeah, that was a bit more, a bit better, but it was very, very anchored in the late 90s, black metal and death metal music. That there wasn't much other stuff going on in the music. There is some online that, that, that you can hear. That's that's my my inception. Your inception. Hmm. And the project that you work on solo is called Athec. Yes. Did I, did I say it right? You say it perfectly right. Thank God. There was no rehearsal. <laughs> No, none at all. I, I, oh. We haven't been talking for a while. I didn't fuck up. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, and how, and how many albums do you have out right now? At the moment, 11. Um, albums, I think, should be used Projects. loosely because, yeah, and the, most of the, the things I put out, it's two songs, but they are like 20 minutes each. Okay. So I'm not really sure if it's an EP or an album or it's it's... For me, it's like a giant piece, and I just have to do little by little. So some of the pieces are gonna end up being mushed together as a like a trilogy, and yeah. But technically, I have 11 releases and so many more to come. It's gonna be amazing. I, I yeah. think you do a good job of explaining it, where you say this may be a separate release but it's part one or part two or it's a trilogy so you do a good job of talking about how they're related or how your releases are not related so i think that's pretty cool but yes most of your songs like if you go further back to like three and i think it says it three and uh nine i think those have shorter songs on them like three to seven minutes yeah, I have a couple of uh, normal albums with uh, like a radio-ready songs that should be played on mainstream media, I think. Very normal tune with a uh, regular singing and everything. I have a few short, shorter songs. I actually started the project wanting to have a band. So the one and two, which were more like demos, number two, I have all a lot of live drumming and they were all written to be played with a band. That's why there is a huge gap as well between uh, one and two, which are not on the Bandcamp. They're only on the on the website. And I worked on that for a long time between Hong Kong and China to make it a project. So that would have been a Hong Kong band then. And it just never happened because this is such hell for creativity and music. Nobody enjoys art and music. It is not great for for playing unless you want to play like cover cover bands on Saturdays and Sundays. So, yeah, originally I wanted to do like shorter, shorter songs, shorter pieces. And then when I realized that I was just going to do it by myself, then just, I just did whatever I felt like. So the, the cool things that I noticed about what you were doing, you could literally play everything, but you choose to bring in other people. And so as you go through your albums, the sound kind of changes based off of the people you have playing. You have like I think it's your n- number nine album with uh, Contemplar. Is that the name of the song? Mm-hmm. Contemplar. That one it's, it's, has a very cool guitar riff and crazy drums and stuff. But I didn't hear anything else like that in all of your other stuff. So I can tell by s- you switching out musicians, you kind of change the tone 
And some of your uh, albums seem to be focused more on piano. Like one is like heavily pianoed. Yeah. Another one is like the bass. The bass part on one of them is like really complicated. So I think it's cool. To me, you have like a, a sound, but it's not like the same sound. The instrument focus part is just because pretty much everything is improvised. And so oh, like wow. the... The piano album, uh, well, the, the piano album technically is a cover song album, although nothing sounds like the, the songs I'm covering. But the, the bass album is like that. It's, it's called, there's one called uh, Bass Homage Chaos. Mm-hmm. And this was basically me playing bass for a very long time and then building on top of it. And every song, every everything is built like that. It's like the most of the long tunes, the one that are 15, 17 minutes, are going to start with me alone with a keyboard or a piano or a bass and playing. And then I go back from the beginning and I, I build on top of it. But nothing is nothing is written or, or, or prepared. So that, that's why some albums are going to be super bass heavy or super gu- guitar heavy or same when it's small, smaller tunes because it's the same. It always starts with I have something going on in my head like a drum pattern or, or a piano pattern or a bass pattern. All your albums are basically freestyled. Yeah, it's all, everything's improvised. I don't write, and I can't write music, so I, I can't write or read music. Me so I, Yeah, I can plan, I can plan for it much. And I, I, I like it better this way because it's more like, a, not that I'm, this one I'm going to start to sound weird, but it's more like channeling whatever the music is supposed to have. Like if I, if I hear a bass line, because I don't know, music technically i think i approach uh making the songs like a painting like i'm i'm good visually when i do visual art at knowing where there should be a balance of color or how something should be composed and so usually i well that's how i learned to write music basically which is uh like making a painting so if i hear a bass line there is something that that appears to be like that's what the guitar is supposed to do behind or there should be void here or so I, I don't I can't have theory to try to put a song together but I, it's kind of more you have no sound Brent <laughs> yes haha so, somebody else fucked up so, <laughs> sorry so you write songs <laughs> like a painter paints so let me ask you this so you have different textures and different styles of painting so do you assign instruments a certain texture and do you call it that texture that you use for painting? Mm, I, I, I know what you mean. I don't really relate to it like that. The instruments, because uh, I'm always using basically the f- same four instruments all the time. I have a Rhodes, uh, mm-hmm. a guitar with more or less fuzz or distortion into it my old uh, viola bass and then the drum which is it's an e-drum but i'm using like a jazz uh, kit for the sounds and the piano sometime and then i have keyboards on top of that but the um, no i don't really see like colors or textures it's more about the um, uh, it's hard to explain like if you can see like if you're gonna make an artwork you can see the picture in your head before it's out and you have to draw the outline first of something and then everything else kind of comes naturally. Mm-hmm. So 
Things are not really a sign. He's just I'm gonna I'm gonna write the play the piano part, and then it's like yeah, okay, bass needs to come first uh, next. So I just plug in the bass, and then the bass arrives, and then maybe something else shows up. Like maybe there's gonna be voice, maybe there's gonna be guitar. So I use the same mindset for painting, but I don't really think about uh, if you've seen the painting as well. I don't really do traditional painting very much. I compose abstract music, I guess. <laughs> I like that. Abstract music. <laughs> so this is not music, but you have a lot of technical. I was looking at at kind of your resume online. Are you like the CEO of the SD oh, Limited? No. Or what that are sounds you? way too good. No. <laughs> no, there, there, there is a company because uh, taxes. But I'm by myself as well. The older design thing I've been doing by myself uh, for a bunch of years now. I've been doing product design and graphic design. That's basically my my main thing since I'm here. So are you using like AutoCAD or something? Yeah, I do CAD. Uh, I do Photoshop. I do illustrations. I do video editing. I do branding, marketing, that kind of stuff. All the good stuff that make you want to buy a toothbrush. You know what's funny is you said you're horrible at social media, but your job sounds a lot like what you should oh, be no, doing with your really, social uh, media because because you have a brand, you have a certain feel, you know, when when you're building out a product and stuff like that. You have a lot of technical technical skills that I was surprised to find. Well, this is, it's like for me playing music alone. It's This is more like a, a result of all the circumstances that I, I have to do all these things because originally I studied uh, art since I was very young. I studied mechanical engineering in high school and then I studied ceramic design in uh, uni, in, in design school in Paris before I came here. So I, I came here for my first job in Hong Kong to do ceramic products design. But I didn't know that you were supposed to do uh, logos and packaging and go to the manufacturer and do plan for the retailer and all these things. So I had to learn all of this on the go. And so after almost 20 years, that's a lot of things that's adding up on top of each other. But yeah, the social media part, I've, I've had to let people do it. Like, tell them, sell the toilet brush, but leave me out of it. <laughs> I've mainly designed the toilet brush. Got it. Your parents must be so proud. And you may actually have in your households a toilet brush that I've designed and that was made in one of those wonderful factories I worked in in mainland China. That's I might so be exciting. in your toilet right now. I'm going to go check to see if you are after I get Show off. Show me what you've got. I'll let you know where it came out of. Do you have your signature on it or something? No, sadly, I'm a, I've am been a, a ghost writer for many companies <laughs> for many years. You know, The Toilet Brush King. Bam. Yeah, I've worked for the Toilet Brush King. He was a Frenchman. That's how, that's how he called himself. But he was a cokehead as Did well. Did he really? So. He was a cokehead. Yeah, that's how he introduced himself. He was the king of toilet brushes. Man, all this conversation sounds like the beginning of a joke. So I worked for this toilet brush king, mm -hmm. and yeah. he was French. Sounds like a good story, man. 
He yeah, was. And sadly, that's my life. It's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in Hong Kong for quite a while. Do you find that it has influenced your music a little bit? Yeah, because it's forced me to play by myself and okay. to figure out how to record and how to play multiple instruments just out of frustration of trying to meet musicians here. So I've played I've played some drums in a couple of bands. Uh, there were a few interesting projects, but the, the nature of the place is that nobody wants to spend any time to do anything else but earn money because life is so stupidly expensive here. And you can't really practice at home because the homes are like tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny shoeboxes with a million people around you that you hear very clearly. So you can't really become a drummer or, you know, express yourself. And I tried to move that to mainland China for a while. I lived in, in, the, in my wife's hometown for a little bit. And there's a lot more music being played. But um, China is such a vacuum when it comes to culture and art that it's really hard to get something else into the into the place into the musical landscape or doing something there and then having people outside hearing it hmm. i so, live in an apartment it's not as small i'm sure as yours but i i have the same problem like i have to i, I think i said this on a couple interviews back if i want to like practice scales with singing i have to wait for the people around me to go to work yeah because they hear everything and i hear everything which is super annoying Sounds like living in my home. Yeah, but yours is a home with a family and children and love, and it's supposed you're supposed to hear each other. I shouldn't hear the 77-year-old guy upstairs take a shit. Like, that's too much information. Or should you? I should not. Oh. I don't want to. Well, at least you know his toilet brush is being used. Yeah. Yeah, hey, back to the toilets. Maybe he has one of your brushes. Right. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> well you should be proud of your music because i really enjoyed it let's jump into one of those tracks you sent me um if i could read my own writing we'd all be doing better uh, let's talk about partial i'm going by the titles you sent me uh partial must be it uh extract from a song possibly yeah. my song titles are impossible to pronounce as well i can't even pronounce them yeah, I was trying to translate them, and it was a bitch. There is no translation, because most of the, um, the vocals are just me starting to play the music and saying whatever words. So there is usually no meaning, unless it's uh, French. Okay. Then there's going to be some kind of meaning, but it's usually just a couple of words. But almost all of the, the vocals are just... Yeah, like uh, instinctual words just popping out. And then I try to write them down <laughs> with letters, which doesn't work too well. So your vocal melodies in that 17 minute and seven second song starts with the demin. Uh -huh. Is that one in the second word starts with almost an eye, some kind of weird looking eye with dots on top? I, I of it? think it's it, it almost looks like diminished, but it's written yeah. in uh, very strangely. Cause I'm strange. Yeah. So that was, that one was kind of creepy. 
Um, Thank you. When it played, but it but the vocal parts reminded me of the Star Trek theme song. Oh, you know, with the soprano. Which one? The 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 first the original. One. But it was the one with the the female vocalist, the the mezzo soprano singing the part. You weren't singing that high, but your melody was. Yeah, but it was yeah interesting. I was soprano. Mm. <laughs> I don't have a very big range vocally. And the the keyboard kind of had that sound too, because it sounded sounded like you made your keyboard sound more like a almost a choir, like a a little choir, and then you had the higher part, the mezzo soprano part, playing the melody. Yeah, I'm not surprised if you hear some sci-fi in the music, because there's a lot of sci-fi in my life, so.
And like I was telling you before, like the fact that uh, I, I discovered after I was playing with death metal bands, bands like Ruins and Magma, mm-hmm. and realized like this is actually, in my head, way more violent expression than, you know, D-side or Brutality or a Cannibal Corpse. And that's that's where the, it's not really where the style of music comes from, although you can tell that it's super heavily influenced by those bands from the 70s as well. You know, Magma, Soft Machine. Yeah, the brutality, I think, and the sci-fi are, are both inside those old, you know, jazz rock, uh, mm-hmm. prog rock. I can definitely I hear hear that in the first track, um, which I still don't have a name for. It was the first one that you sent me um, on the drive, which for some reason will not open on my computer. But I, I thought that it had um, – I didn't think sci-fi, but now that you guys said it, I hear it. Um, now you can see Klingons dancing. No, when I heard it, I was like, this sounds like it should be the track on a video game. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, yeah, I just thought that song was pretty cool. It was interesting because I, I think I was totally not – I wasn't expecting it. You know how – do you have you ever listened to Rob Zombie? Yeah. You know how some of his stuff has a has a creepy feel to it? Or Skinny Puppy? Have you ever listened to Skinny Puppy? No, I don't know that. Okay, go listen to them. They're write that down. Skinny puppy. I don't see you writing, dude. No, because <laughs> like I'll remember. That sounds like something I'd like to eat. Um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but but yeah, it had that creepy feel and like that old. You, you remember the old horror movies like the original Frankenstein, Dracula, Werewolf. Uh-huh. You know, it yeah. had that kind of feel to it too. So. It was like you were bottling horror science fiction nostalgia in that song. You know, there was a lot of jazz, a lot of jazz influence because of the notes you're playing on guitar. And a lot of times you're playing flat or sharp, going to flat or sharps, you know, rather than just playing mm-hmm. straight on top of the key. It's a good yeah, song. Yeah, the funny thing is the second half of this song is like very jolly. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I- it uh, for me, it's like a very happy. <laughs> the second, <laughs> He's like, well, maybe so for me. But it's a very happy song. It's it very changes. And like a little bit of a disco drumming. I think I'm very uh, rhythm based when it comes to writing and playing music. Uh, even in the bands I've I've played with before, I've always been doing rhythm, rhythm guitar. I'm not very good at. Uh, I'm not a shredder. I'm not very good. I'm not very interested in like solos and. Uh, I like a good, a good sim- simple rhythm structure. That brings me to the second track that you sent me. God, I hope you're track looking at two. it. Track number two, uh, which was labeled as "Change." I don't know if it was the change in the part of another song. I'm guessing it oh, was. No, it's, a, it's actually a short song. Yeah. Oh, good, good. So for I'm I haven't fucked something up. That's awesome. I was gonna ask, is that the Rune Two, the change yeah, from yeah, yeah. Nine? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite song. I, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. And the, because of the chime change and because it has a very cool guitar lick in it. It has a very cool guitar lick. And, and the other is thing guitar is, guy. the other thing is, is in the beginning, the guitar and keyboards are playing the same riff. Mm-hmm. And then as they get further out, get further into the song, you start doing where 
the guitar will say something and then the keyboard will answer it. So it's really great. Cool. Good call and answer. Yes. Yeah. Call and response. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And, uh, that was my favorite song. There was a, I have a second favorite song too, but that was my favorite song. I listened to it like three or four times. I had a revelation about this song a few weeks ago. A friend of mine, when I released it, sent me a, a, a WhatsApp and he's like, wow, you must really love Queen of the Stone Age. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, I really don't like them. <laughs> I've, I've heard two things from them and I really dislike them. And he sent me a link to one of their songs. I have no idea what album it is or whatnot, but it's pretty much the same thing just in six in, and changes in seven. And it's... Yeah, I have never heard the song before, but apparently there is some Queen of the Stone Age somewhere in the music as well. What was the thought process behind this track? Were you trying to do something really specific with this, or is this just something that came and you laid that guitar yeah, down and everything followed? This is like the the usual. I just I just started improvising, probably with the guitar riff, and then everything else came following. Because usually the reason why a song is going to last like five minutes or 20 minutes is just how far I can stretch a theme that I find or a rhythm pattern that I find. Uh, like some of the, I think, Fermentary, uh, the f- number five, is pretty much the exact same theme for 20 minutes with just course changing and the rhythm pattern changing. And uh, yeah, so the runes, I just wanted to do something. You know, I'm Scarset. I wanted to do something Viking hmm. with runes. And I didn't want to do, that was consciously not wanting to do another 20 minute track. So I worked on, you know, tracks one by one, but they were all made in the order that they are in the in the album. So how, how did this come to be? I, I can't remember. I just started playing and then I, I built on top of it. It's very like tribal sounding to me the the rune album. So the uh, the <laughs> change, yeah, it's significantly shorter. What is it like seven minute song? But yeah, it's whole, like radio ready. Yeah. Yes, it is, the, and it's good. The rune seven minutes is perfect time for a single and uh, background music on TikTok. I think <laughs> that whole album actually was more guitar than than some of your stuff. Yeah, uh, I think this. This album is probably because I get an erection from finding a first tone and I recorded everything based on that. It didn't get in the way while you were playing your erection? Uh, n- not big enough. <laughs> oh my God, I'm done. I'm done with it doesn't get in the way of anything. Don't worry. You got to leave that in there. You can't yeah. let that go. Leave that shit in there. I have a...
Well, we're going to move on to my favorite song because I can't top this. And I know I'm going to butcher this. I know I am, but I want to try so hard. Like, I feel like I just pull on that. Sounds like my marriage. I'm gonna, it's gonna pull I'm gonna on that little bit of. I'm gonna try so hard. I'm gonna try so hard. I mean, <laughs> oh, I took like two Italian classes, so let me try. I had a Valium, so I can pronounce anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me words, give me syllables, I'll tell them. Oh my God, dude, you're so funny. You're so funny. <laughs> By the way, you like my mug? I do. Little Miss Princess. Those things? That's how I call myself in the morning. <laughs> so, Reynold, you were pronouncing a title of track number three. I give up. It's fine. <laughs> what is it? What is the title? Mia Priora? No, I'm not sure about it. I was. I, oh, I yeah, it's Latin, so who knows? Nobody speaks Latin. Well, it felt like Italian, but I'm from America, so I don't know. Anyway, well, that's my fa- that's my favorite track. It sounds super familiar, and I and I want you just to tell me how you wrote that. And I know it just came so to that's you. That's a cover song. That's what I fucking thought. Okay. But you but have anyway, to was, hear the original song. So the original song is uh, The Prowl from Voivod, which is from their first, I think it's their first album, Angel Rat. And it's, you know, Voivod is very weird in their songwriting, but this is Mm. one of their very straightforward song. Like there is no dissonant guitar or, or strange rhythm break. It's very, you know, like a punk ballad. And it's one of the first songs I've heard from them. And so I basically took the first three chords mm-hmm. from that song and I start playing them on piano. And so Mea Priora, or however it is said 2,000 years ago. Well, you made it sound better than me. Yeah, I'm very good in Latin. No, that song, I would have never have guessed that that song was Voidvod. No, it's, it's not actually the entire song. I think it's just the first three chords but of it the felt- song. It felt familiar, and then the piano line in that reminded me of a classical song that I cannot place for the well, life. The of very me right first, now. yeah, the very first few keys is actually like the Moonlight Sonata of Bach. That's uh, what it is. That's what it is. Dude, you're like just, ripping off everybody. Yeah. So if you if you listen to the song The Prow from Voivods. I forgot what the lyrics are, but it's like there you are above me. It's about the prow of a boat. And mm-hmm. you could actually sing the first part of the song on top of the piano. It would work. The rest wouldn't work, but that's what the the three chords that I took to write the song. And that old piano album is actually that. So the, the first one is Voivod. The second one is a D-side song, as you can tell from the lovely piano playing. It's come from mm-hmm. D-side. Uh, the third one, I think it's from an old French um goth band called Eros Necropsic, which was just basically a poet talking about suicide on, on top of a terrible keyboard, but it was really amazing, like, poetry. And the last one is uh, a cover of uh, Angra, the Brazilian song. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they are, it's very loose, the word, the, the term cover for, 
for the songs.
How many languages do you speak? Oh, I was going to ask him that. He's uh, well, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I speak French and, and English, okay. Uh, I do some Spanish, and locally they speak Cantonese, so I understand more than I speak, but I do speak some Cantonese, and I speak some Chinese as well. Your Facebook says June's going to be a big month for you. Why don't you tell our listeners why? It's going to be enormous. Now, I have recorded a shitload of things in the past three months, and I'm still recording some. And because I'm going to be packing my studio in a container in July, and I don't know when I'm going to get it back, what I'm going to get back from the container, and where I'll be when I get it, uh, I have to release everything before potentially half of my guitar disappear. Oh, I hope that doesn't happen to you. I hope you get your stuff back. Yeah, I've done that a few times, so I've I've had a few broken necks. We'll see what happens this time, but I don't know where we're going to stay in France, uh, how it's going to look like, uh, what kind of studio I'm going to be able to, to rebuild over there. It's be everything that I have and I'm still doing until it's released is going to be probably four or five full-length release, I think. Who's your digital distributor? No one. How do you release your music? Do you just on Bandcamp? Yeah, that, that's why I have two followers. I just I just put them outside. And I don't really worry about it, which is a terrible thing to do. I've I've started like I tried TuneCore recently just to to be able to put everything on every platform. But yeah, I, I put stuff on Bandcamp. I had my website for a while. It changed name. It used to be a music that before, but I, I had a lot of. Uh, the, the website turned into a Russian porn website a few times. I got hacked a few times, so I had to close that website and just do attack. Uh, I have the YouTube, which is probably confusing for people because there is everything I do on it. So there's death metal, electronic music, and attack. And, I think they should uh, just. I think they should just have a a stiff drink and go to your YouTube and and experience it and <laughs> just go through it. A very stiff drink. It. A, a week of joblessness. Do you do your artwork for your album covers and single covers yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm basically on my own for everything, so. <laughs> so <Lonely>. sad. <laughs> yeah. You're not alone. You have a wife and a six-year-old. Yeah, but yeah, only my six-year-old like what I what I play. Your wife's like, I'm over it. <laughs> She's like, why don't you do something people enjoy listening to? So like, I did the cheesy. There's no. Sp- so we talked about uh, where our listeners can find you, uh, Bandcamp, YouTube, etc. Um, you're not going to be playing anywhere live, obviously. And is there anything else you want them to know about um, about? I named my music? biceps. No. Uh. What's your name? <laughs> no, fuck. What's your name? Them. They just have numbers. Just one and two. No, they are both number one. Number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I think you're the best place to go is on the attack.net because then there's links to everything. And uh, but there are things that I put on Bandcamp that are not anywhere else. And Facebook, uh, I'll put releases when they are available over there. And I'm on a couple of uh, Prague and avant-garde group on Facebook, so people might might find me over there. 
Yeah, the YouTube. I, I don't even know if the music is avant-garde. I, I don't know how to call this thing because it's we call it Zul in France because we are weird, but it's ethereal. A lot of it's ethereal jazz kind of thing. That's mm-hmm. what I call it. I think it's music. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's music. What advice? Oh, wait, hold on. Brent, do you have any more questions? Hmm. I just want to say I liked Cosmic Perpetual. I like that song. It was from Three. Yeah. That's Ooh, a good you, song. Cool guitar really groove and vocal melody. I thought that was a really good one, too. And that one was just behind Change. I listened to them both to like decide which one I liked more. I think Cosmic Perpetual had more guitar, but Change had the cooler guitar riff. Anyway, I just thought you did a great job on yeah, this. Yeah, Cosmic is a is a fun song to jam on on bass because it's it really hurts the muscles because it's the same thing for five minutes, mm-hmm. but it's a good jam. That's all I have. That's all, That's all I've have. got for you. All right, final question, <laughs> and I can't wait to hear it from you. I really can't. I'm so excited oh. to ask this question because if Maybe you're take anywhere off my glasses, like Johnny Depp at the trial. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Tell me, uh, what advice would you give a young songwriter? Wow. Um, just write. Whatever, you know, whatever comes to your mind. Like, and then I feel there is, but that's because I'm an old fart, but social media really fucks up musicians and songwriting. Like, I don't want to be a YouTuber. I don't want to be a TikToker. I don't want to set up fucking pink lights and, and microphones and LEDs behind my drum and just show people that I can do whatever role or or cover a Slipknot song. So I think that kind of hurts young people when it comes to starts to make music and play music. And I think we would rather start writing their song and putting it out there and having two people really enjoy listening to it and sharing their thought about the song, whether they are bad or good thought about the song and then go from there. So yeah, just, just do it. And if you're lucky enough, there are going to be other people around you that feel the same and that want to join your project, which is my hope of going back to Europe, which is meeting back all my friends in squats with long dreadlocks that want to play bass and not just earn money with stock auction. So that's my advice to young young composer: don't join a bank. And don't overthink it. Just write and release. Yeah, and then, I mean, everybody is stuck in a genre, I guess. But even if like a lot of the things I'm, I'm recording, like the vocals and everything, is like I know people are gonna think this is extremely weird. Like what? What the fuck is he saying? And well, yeah. I just go for it. Just if I sound like an old caveman, that's what I want to sound like. Thank you so much, man. This has yeah, been thank you a guys. great interview, man. And, and thank you, Pan, for, for making the connection. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening this week. We really appreciate you. Like I said before, make sure you're following us on social media to make sure that you are finding everything that's going on. The link for the patron is below in the description section. We want to thank below. down all the way down. We want to thank Vincent again for being on the show and just sharing his wonderful music and making us laugh. 
Um, I haven't really given Brent much time to talk. Cause you haven't. I'm trying it's to. Not cut. fair. Go ahead, Brent. Tell us all about it. What's hey, thank you all for listening. <laughs> we appreciate that you listen to us. We'd also appreciate if you friend us, like us, download us, take us any way we can be taken. I need a good download. We need your support. Yes. Um, this shit doesn't just happen magically. There's a bunch of work that goes on behind the scenes. And so, you know, you just letting us know, hey, you suck or, hey, we love what you did there helps us. And it, it helps us get better. It helps us keep going. And we need your support. Um, download. Download it. I know you're thinking, why do I need to download it? I hearted it. No, you got to go all the way in there. If you don't go all the way in there, it doesn't count. You you can't just play around the outside. You have to go in there. That's Dive in like see. you mean it. That's right. Do we have anything else? We don't. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening again. We love you. Remember to make, make some, some noise. noise.